Hey friends, it's Andrea. I hope that you're doing really well today. We are continuing our series here on Inspire On The Go, where we are talking about pursuing a God-sized vision and focus for life. Today, we have a very special episode. We are going to love on and minister to the ministry wives here in Arkansas. What a special role these women play. What a valuable role they play in kingdom work right here in Arkansas and beyond. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I'm not a ministry wife, and so I better skip this episode, just hang tight. Just give this episode a listen. Because if you're not a ministry wife, you know one. You serve alongside of a woman who is serving in this very special capacity. And so as you listen to today's podcast, you're going to probably learn some things about the different struggles and the different challenges, as well as how you can support uh, the ministry wives in your local body of believers. For our ministry wives here in Arkansas, we want you to know that you are so loved, you are so valued, you are so seen. Uh, We have safe places for you to belong, for you to connect for encouragement, and for, you know, just friendship development. The first is a private Facebook group, and we're going to put the link for that in our show notes. And then throughout the year, there are different times when ministry wives gather. Uh, The first is at our evangelism conference. The second is at Inspire Women's Conference. And the third is at our annual meeting. And so um, just jump in and jump on board and take advantage of those opportunities. I want to introduce you to Cheryl Harp. She's going to be speaking into the lives of ministry wives today. Uh, Cheryl is blessed to be a ministry wife. Her uh, husband serves as the pastor at Lakeview Baptist Church in Cave Springs, Arkansas. Uh, Man, Cheryl is just such a joy to be around. One thing that I always just notice when I'm around Cheryl is that she is smiling and that makes me want to smile. She has the sweetest heart and the sweetest spirit. She loves to teach women the word of God. She loves to disciple women. She is the women's ministry leader at her church. So um, God just works in mighty ways through Cheryl's life. She's also our network leader, our women's ministry network leader for Northwest Arkansas. So she wears a lot of different hats. I also want to mention another lady that you need to know, and that is Vicki Lee. She heads up our ministry uh, to minister wives here in Arkansas. And so if you are a minister's wife and you want to connect with these amazing women, their information is going to be in our show notes. Uh, As you listen to this episode, just know that you are so loved, you're so valued, and even in the midst of the difficulties and the trials, you are never alone. So enjoy this episode of Inspire on the Go with Cheryl Harp. Welcome to this session of Inspire Conference. My name is Cheryl Harp. I am a pastor's wife, and it is my joy and my honor uh, to be a pastor's wife. So this session today is just especially for you. If you are a minister's wife, pastor's wife, if you serve in the ministry, um, any area like that, that I am so glad that you're here today because I want to tell you that what you do is so important to the ministry, is so important to the church and to your husband and to other women. And it is just, it is so vital what you do. And so I hope that you know um, that it is a wonderful calling to be a pastor's wife. So I want to encourage you to um, to do what God has called you to do, to be who God has called you to be, because he called you for this specific purpose. 
And so I say, enjoy it, feel the blessing of it, uh, use it to inspire other women and encourage one another. You know, I've been in the ministry for 40 years. My husband has served as some kind of ministry uh, capacity for the last 40 years. And, you know, we have seen it all. And I know many of you who've been in the ministry any length of time at all. You know what I'm talking about. You know, we're, we see the behind the scenes. We see the nitty gritty. We see the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, but we see some amazing uh, mountaintop experiences uh, yes, we do experience the valley lows at times, but it's those mountaintop experiences. It's those amazing times when you get to see somebody come to Christ or you see God moving within the church. You see God encouraging people and them uh, changing and, and becoming more like Him. There is nothing more that just blesses your heart to be able to, to be firsthand um, right there on the scenes and be able to see that. So, it is a blessing to be a minister's wife. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions here. So we're going to kind of talk about some things uh, as it relates to uh, the focus that and purpose maybe that God has given us. So when you think back at the very beginning of when God called you and your husband into ministry, what did that look like? What did you think about whenever you first heard that you and your husband were going to go into ministry. Maybe you're going to start churches. Maybe um, you were just going to be in ministry for the first time as a small role. Maybe your husband just all of a sudden said, hey, I feel God calling me to pastor. I mean, whatever it is, what did that look like to you? What were you thinking? You know, what was your passion at the time? Because I would think some of us would say, um, that we just felt God leading and calling us to, to go and to do and to serve. Uh, God may have put a, a real strong passion on your heart for a specific area. Maybe maybe music, maybe children, maybe uh, youth, uh, maybe just pastoring the church. Maybe you just wanted to serve God. Maybe you wanted to serve people and love on people. Maybe you wanted to evangelize. I mean, there's always those Things that I think God just puts a burning desire within our heart on those. And so I, so I want to kind of talk about that as we look back on what we felt when we first uh, started getting into ministry and the excitement of it all. Now, before I go forward any, any farther, I want to just address maybe some of you out there who are saying, you know what, I never... I never really thought I would be in ministry. I never planned on being in ministry. Um, maybe you didn't intend for that to happen. It just kind of happened. And so now you feel a little lost because possibly you don't feel like God has called you. He possibly has called your husband, but not you. And so maybe you're struggling right now that you're even in this partnership with your husband in the ministry. So for those of you that are struggling with that, hang on just a little bit and let me address some of those issues right here at the end of this session. So hang on with me, if you will, because I want to I want to specifically talk to you. So, okay, going back to that question, what did it look like when you first got into ministry and you felt that passion and excitement 
in awe. And, and, and you had this vision of this is what it's going to look like. This is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to go. And, and we have all these dreams out there. So I want to ask you, are you still pursuing that same vision that God gave you when you first started? Are you still pursuing that exact same vision that God gave you? when you started? And do you still have that excitement there? Is the passion and, and um, you know, just that burning desire in your heart to get up and, go, and go, go do his work, is that still in there? Because, I, you know, I know that for a lot of us that, you know, life happens. Um, you know, we, we have small children that take up a lot of time. We have school activities. Um, you know, we have older parents maybe that we're taking care of, maybe some sicknesses that come into our, uh, into our lives. And um, so, so there's different things that come into our life and seem like it can sometimes um, take some of the excitement levels, some of the joy out that we once had, and then we just begin going through the routine. And so if you're going through the routine, um, you know, that... That brings on exhaustion. It, it causes you to kind of lose your way. And so there are times when we have all, at times, in seasons, I believe, lost our 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 passion at times. I, I know that, um, you know, there's some different things that just happen. And I listed three, and I think everything kind of falls underneath these three. And I called them interruptions because, you know, we're going along and then something happens and and it interrupts uh, our plan. And so I think everything kind of falls through these three. And the first one is ministry. I know that sounds funny, but ministry interrupts ministry. Now, I think some of you probably know what I'm what I'm talking about here because we can get so busy, uh, you know, with events and committees and planning and the logistics and and then we have problems and challenges and, um, you know, people that you know are not going along with with our uh, direction or questioning our authority, uh, things like that. I mean, ministry can interrupt ministry. And so then you can kind of lose focus of what did God put me here for? God put me here to, to evangelize this community, to, to start this church, to, to witness, to disciple people. You know, so if, if, if sometimes too many things have gotten in our way, and too many um, ministry work, busyness can, can be first priority instead of the priority that God has given us. So ministry can interrupt ministry. The second thing is family can interrupt ministry. I mean, I kind of mentioned that just a little bit ago about, you know, we got activities and sporting events and school events and, um, you know, just keeping, keeping our family together, you know, trying to spend time with our husband uh, because he's, he's busy serving the church and sometimes we don't get to spend as much time time as we would like with our husband or with our family as a whole, uh, maybe vacations and those things again, those things. So, um, you know, and it does sometimes can put a strain on your marriage at times. So family can interrupt ministry at times. And then of course, the third one is disappointments. 
disappointments can definitely interrupt ministry because once you've uh, put your heart and soul into something and, and it fails or you get hurt or um, you begin doubting if you're doing the right thing, if you've got what it takes, um, you start questioning, why did God even call you into this? And are you supposed to stay in this? I mean, we can have all kinds of questions when we have disappointments in ministry. So there's lots of reasons why we can kind of lose our focus and direction at times. Um, I want to share just a little story about my personal uh, life. I was uh, nine years old when I was saved. And what a glorious time it was because we were in a revival and it was the very last night and I just felt like it had to be that night or I was never going to have another chance. And so whenever I got saved, I was so grateful and thankful and excited and uh, I just, it just was, it just thrilled me so much to know that I was going to go to heaven. And I began praying as that little nine-year-old girl, I began praying that God would use me, that I wanted to serve him. And so the only thing I could think of at the time was um, that I would grow up and marry a pastor, or I would marry a missionary, and I could serve together with him. And so that was my my heart for the longest um, and I had a little notebook and pencil and I wrote that down over and over again and I prayed that prayer so many times but you know as I began to grow up and went through my teenage years and college years and um, you know you kind of forget those those passions that that you have and in the direction that you wanted to go and and I forgot all about that prayer I really did. Now, at 19, me and my husband got married, and at the time, he was not serving as a minister, but shortly after we married that year, he took a he took a church, and there I was. I was a minister's wife, and still, I did not remember that prayer. Um, it wasn't until several years later um, that I had the sweetest retired a pastor and his wife, uh, they just ministered to both me and my husband so much in this short little time that we had with them. And I was so unsure of what I was supposed to do. What, you know, what did God want me to do? I, I felt like God had called my husband, yes, to the ministry, but I didn't really feel that calling on my life. And so I just kind of was lost a little bit for several years there, not knowing what I needed to do. Plus, I was a very shy, very quiet person, so it wasn't easy for me to step out there and, and just do. But this sweet little uh, retired pastor's wife, she told me something that I never forgot, and that was when God calls a man to ministry, calls him as a pastor, he will call his wife. And so she told me, she said, you are called to ministry. God has called you and your husband because you're a team, because you're one, and he wants you to serve together. He would never call one and not call the other. And so that just really sparked me and gave me some confidence. And it actually was still a couple of years later, even past that, until going through a Bible study, I remembered that prayer as a little nine-year-old girl. And so all those things began coming back to me, and 
it, it just, it just grew my confidence. And it was like, you know what? I have been called. God has given me this, um, this ministry. And so it really encouraged me. And I began stepping out there a little by little by little. I mean, I am not one. If I go to the swimming pool, I am not one that jumps off the deep end. I go to the shallow end and I put my toe in and then my foot and get water up to my ankle and then my leg. I mean, I am gradually getting in that water and getting used to it. And so that's how God did me uh, with, with this whole thing. Um, you know, some of you probably got pushed off the deep end. I get it. And so you just kind of had to learn to swim. And I feel like God kind of eased me into it because I needed that slow and easy process to really grow me. Grow me as a Christian. I'd, I'd been a Christian basically my whole life and grown up in a Christian church. But he had to grow my confidence. He had to grow me in the word. He had to uh, grow my confidence and, and let me step out a little at a time. You know, Moses in the Bible is one of my very favorite characters because there's so many things I could relate to with him as far as when God first called him and he began giving all kinds of excuses. I mean, I, I tried all those. I tried those too that, hey, you know, this is just, I'm not good enough. You know, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And God just kept working on me. And, um, he had, he had a job for me to do. God had a job for Moses to do. He told him, he said in Exodus chapter 3, he said, I am sending you to bring my people out of Egypt. Moses had a job, and that was to get the people out of Egypt into the promised land. And when you read through Exodus, you know, God called the Israelite people stubborn and stiff-necked and unbelieving and unfaithful and you know they were always questioning Moses's authority um, they were always wanting to go back instead of going forward they were disobedient I mean what a what a church he had what a congregation of people when God keeps calling them stubborn and stiff-necked and I'm sure that there was many times that Moses wanted to give up um I think when he went into this, he had no idea it would be so hard. I think he had no idea it would take so long. I mean, 40 years to get them across the wilderness to the, to the promised land. I think he had no idea it would take, take him that long to get them there. And so I think there was probably many times he would have liked to have given up. But he didn't. But he didn't. He finished the job that God gave him to do. And girls, that's what we need to do too. God has called us for a purpose and for a ministry, uh, whatever that looks like. And until God releases us from that, we are to continue in doing the job, staying focused, keeping the vision that God has given us to do. Um, so I want to give you just three things here um, to kind of challenge you to if you've somewhat lost the vision somewhat uh, here's three things number one revisit your calling go back to that time when you first started go back to that time when there was some excitement and, and some directions go back to when God first called you to that church and 
what you and your husband would, would talk about that these are the dreams. This is what I would like to see happen. This is where we want to take them. And, you know, there's always excitement with that new. So go back and revisit that calling. And I want to encourage you to write it down. Sometimes when we write things down, it just is imprinted on our mind so much stronger than just thinking it. So write down that vision. I would encourage you to write down that that vision at the very beginning, what you thought it was going to be like, what you thought you were going to do, what you thought God was going to accomplish. And then write down what it looks like now. Because sometimes how we start is not always how we finish. I mean, sometimes God moves us up to another level, moves us up into um, another step to take people even farther than what we thought we were going to go. Because he does that. He stretches us and he grows us. But also when you look at that, you might say, wow, we didn't, we didn't take it all the way. We, we kind of lost our way a little bit. Um, because if you look at that, you could ask yourself, has God changed the vision? Because he, he might have. Or did you change? So did God change your vision or did you change? Or are you on the path that you need to be? You may be exactly where you need to be. Number two, continue to connect with God. Oh, we have got to stay connected to God. We've, if we want to keep our tank full, there's only one way to do it. And that is to stay in the word for ourselves, our personal time with God, staying in the word, uh, getting energized, uh, staying in attitude of prayer. And, and I, I want to say also to be um, obedient to the Holy Spirit. There are so many times that, that God had spoke to me, I felt like, in, in a way of saying, hey, go speak to that lady in the church. Hey, go welcome that, that new lady. Uh, go sit by this person. Go tell that lady that you will be praying for them or that you know they're going through a tough time. And sometimes I respond and sometimes I don't. But every time I have responded, it has been a blessing and it has, been a, it has encouraged them. I did not know how much it encouraged them um, until I started stepping out and doing that more and more. And so when God lays somebody on your heart to say, hey, just go introduce yourself to them or go love on them. Go give that person a hug. I want to encourage you to respond quickly to that. And number three, connect with people. That's kind of along with that because... Um, We've got to stay connected to people. We've got to continue to love people. We've got to continue to forgive people. Um, we've got to continue to share the gospel. I mean, isn't that the reason we got into this when it all boils down to it? It's to share the gospel, share God's love, show God's love. And, you know, connecting with people is, is messy. It can be messy and it can cost time and it can bring you hardship and headache and disappointment but isn't that what ministry is all about isn't that what God has called us to do is to love people and show them God's love so I want to remind you of, of those three right there and that is revisit your calling stay connected with God and stay connected with people now I want to give you two truths 
one I've already mentioned, and that is, number one, when God calls a man to ministry, he calls his wife. I mean, you were created as a helpmate. You were created to help and to serve and encourage and to be there for your husband. I mean, he needs you. He needs you desperately to be right there next to him. And number two, God wants you to be you. God wants you to be you. Whatever you look like is not like anybody else. God's given you special talents and abilities, uh, uh, personality, uh, skills. He's given you a heart for things. He's given you a, a husband that looks different from anybody else's husband. He's called you to be you. And so I think if you could take the pressure off of being like somebody else and just try to be the best you you can be. I mean, some of us have real mild personalities like me, and I had to learn to become confident and strong. And others of you are, have strong personalities. And so you may be having to learn to become a little more patient and grace-filled and, and gentle-spirited. You know, some of us, God is called to, to step out there and, and start ministries, you know, children's ministries and music ministry and women's ministry. But, you know, there are other pastor's wives and minister's wives that God has just called them to lead a quiet and um, mild and, and, and just a simple life. And that's okay. That's okay. Because maybe that's what your church needs. Maybe that's what your husband needs. He just needs you to be his encourager and his strength um, when he comes home. So be be the best you you can be. You're exactly where you are because God has put you where you are and that's right where he wants you. So, you know, let's start taking the limits off of God, taking the pressure off of ourselves and and just let go. Let go of the insecurities of ourselves. Let go of the fear of failure and let go of the expectations of being perfect. God never called us to have to be perfect. We're just like anyone else. We will fail sometimes. But just being what God has called us to be. You know, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ. And 1 Corinthians 1.27 says, God has chosen the weak things of the world. So if anyone out there feels weak, if anyone out there feels underqualified, then you're exactly who God wants to use. So those of you, I said I wanted to come back to those of you who've kind of questioned what you're doing and where you're at and and you're a little lost out there as being a minister's wife. Those verses are just for you. Because if you feel underqualified, weak, um, lost, don't know what you're doing, just give it some time and know that God wants to use you. God loves to use the weak. God loves to use the humble. So just continue. Let him grow you. Maybe you're in a season of growing. Maybe you're in a season of him uh, giving you courage and strength. So let him, let him grow you. Let him test you. Maybe you're in a season of waiting. It's okay. Don't, don't try to force anything through there. Just ask God, what do you want me to do right now? You don't even have to be looking way out there. God, what do you want me to do 
right now? What's the first step that I can take? And God will show you that. So I just want to say that I hope that you embrace the idea of being a minister's wife, a pastor's wife. I encourage you to find another um, friend in the ministry, someone that you can share and be open with and just share feelings and um, and and just talk about ministry because we all need someone that we can just go to and just love on and, and share that understand what we're going through because they're going through it too. I love being a pastor's wife. I, I really do. I love being a pastor's wife and I love that that God has given me this to 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 this has been the area that He's used me. And as simple as I feel like it is, it's it's a blessing to me. I love that God has given me a place to worship and a place to serve. I love that God has given me the ability to firsthand see some amazing things that he's done. And so I I think of it as a blessing and I hope you do too. You know, ministry is hard, no doubt. Ministry is hard. There's, there's heartaches in it. There definitely is. I mean, it was hard for Moses to get the people of Israel to the promised land. But what you do, what you do is so important. What you do makes a difference in your church and in your your husband and makes a difference to God. So be faithful to him, be obedient to him, embrace it, love it, and just be you. Be who God has called you to be. So listen, I will be praying for you. I will be praying for you because I know it's not always easy. But uh You've got some other sweet sisters in the ministry, and I encourage you to find another sweet sister and uh, just make a good connection there. So, hey, thanks for listening today. Um, You be blessed and just continue doing what God has called you to do. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full free abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.